is Jared of the GM on ESPN 1025 The Game. It's a fireball hot take Friday. Titans and Chiefs on Sunday. We'll have the pregame show live from the George Jones downtown, 9.30 a.m. Titans and Chiefs. We've gone over how loaded the Chiefs are on offense. And Andy Reid confirmed today Patrick Mahomes will be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs on Sunday against the Titans. And while we've tried to go over the path, how can the Titans win on Sunday? I have one interesting question that I have for you, Floyd. And it is, we like the job Ryan Tannehill has done as the starting quarterback of the Titans, right? Okay. Could Ryan Tannehill outduel Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? And before you just jump to it and say, absolutely not, I'd like to say, I've seen Nick Foles outduel Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. I've seen Marcus Mariota beat Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. I've seen those kind of things. Tannehill, with his desire, and we know Tannehill's going to take some chances on Sunday to chuck the ball down the field because he knows he's playing the Chiefs, and he knows that he's going to have to score points. Can Tannehill outduel Mahomes. Can he What's, keep up? What, define outduel. Can they get into a shootout? Tannehill throw the ball up and down the yard and the Titans have a chance to win the game in the end and then find a way to pull it out? No. Even though Tannehill's got the arm to do it? No, I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about Tannehill. You don't think A.J. Brown and Adam Humphreys and Tajay Sharp and those guys can compete with what you know Kelsey and Hill and I keep wanting to say Hunt but he's not on their team no, anymore. I mean we don't have anybody like those guys but that's not even the scary part. The scary part's the offensive line. You're not going to be able to protect enough to to throw the ball like that. So you know you got to pick your spots. So what so what are the options offensively then and what kind of what is what can we expect out of Tannehill? You talk about how the Titans are going to have to play better than they are in order to win. Is Tannehill not the poster child for if the Titans are going to win this game, Tannehill is going to have to play better than he is? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not worried about Tannehill. I mean, I think Tannehill will, will play to, you know, win, try to win. So I now that so may be Douglas. that may be something wrong, you know. That may be throwing an interception because you're trying to squeeze one in. But I mean, that's uh, I, I don't think that's the problem. I mean, the problem is going to be, and and you know, the mismatches in the secondary, as scary as they are, I'm not sure is is as scary as you know. It's going to be trying to block, trying to protect Daniel. Trying to trying to get a chance to run the ball. That's the scary part to me. I mean, we all know how important running the ball is going to be. But I'm going to tell you what, now, if you don't block those guys, I mean, they've got a DT coming back that is as good a DT as there was in the league. And, you know, we don't, you know, I, I, I'm not sure that we've got anybody that can block him. But did we not say with Marcus if he was going to prove to us that he could be the guy? that he was going to have to put the team on his back at some point, that all the excuses were going to have to end, and that we were no longer going to be allowed to say, well, the receivers aren't very good. Well, the line didn't block. Well, the, I mean, th- that target or th- those rules should not change for Tannehill. 
Well, the people change, Jared. You're not talking about the same people. The offensive line is different. Nothing in the league, nothing that happened before is the same as today. Well, I'm talking about the line that you held Marcus responsible for this year to play better. No, what did we say before the start of this year? We made excuses for him and offensive line for four years. This is year five. I said, I'm not. Now, you can do whatever you want, but I am not making any more excuses for him. That's it. This year is the, the deal. And so, well, it's this offensive line is worse. Yeah, I know it. I'm sorry. You know, that's the way it is. This is the NFL. Sorry. And and I think here you got Tannehill throwing him in the middle of this. I mean, he's what kind of chances he got? I mean, that's a struggle. Well, that but the, but, the argument I'm trying to make, though, is that if you were to say, that, hey, the offensive line's not good enough. Yep, we get it. Sorry, don't care. Like, that's how it – why would we not approach this the same way with Tannehill saying, hey, you got to suck it up and play through it and find a way, even though we know this line is awful, we know this line coach doesn't have a clue on how to coach him up. Like, you got to deal with it, Ryan. Just like we said, you got to deal with it, Marcus. I don't know. I'm really just struggling with this. What do you mean? Marcus has been here five years. Tannehill has been here five games. Right. You think there's any difference there? Do you think that? You think Marcus should know the receivers better? You think the the quarter the uh, coordinator ought to know Marcus better? You think the offense? All those players shouldn't they be more familiar and better off than some guy that gets thrown into it in game whatever it was six? Yes or no? That's a yes or no question. Yes, but okay. but again, well, there you go. But Tannehill's been in the league. I mean, Tannehill's yeah, trying he's to been prove. in the league, but he hasn't been on this team. This team is not the same as Miami. Wherever he's, wherever another guy, where when another guy's on another team, when you come to a new team, it's different. You don't know the players, you don't know the coaches, you don't know the system, and they don't know you. And it takes some time to get acquainted. That's why it's so impressive with what he's done in three games. But, I mean, I don't think it's fair to to throw him in, in this situation and say, hey, you know, sink or swim. But, I mean, he swam pretty well. The, the great part about him is he understands all this. He understands that, you know what, uh, yep, this is a – Cruddy deal. It's a bad situation, situation, and you got to go figure it out. And I got to go in there, and I got to find a way to make it better. There you go. And that—that's the question I'm asking. Though, is can Tannehill elevate himself in this game to give you a chance against Kansas City? I don't know. I don't know. Can he make the right guard play better? Can he, if he throws a good ball, is the right guard going to block the all-pro defensive tackle? Do we, well, I mean, it, I started the show saying I don't really feel, I don't know how the Titans can win. And you were like, nope, they can win in the NFL. Anything's possible, they can win. Anything's possible. And now I'm going over this about, hey, could Tannehill play out of his mind and give you a shot to outduel Mahomes and give you a chance to win? You're like, no, I mean, it's the right guard. Well, the you, the right- you're asking that. what since Probably when? Not, but... Since when? N- when's the last time you saw a Titan team in the last five years 
go out there and just light it up against another really good team and score 35 points. New England last year. Okay. And before that? I mean, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's Green we're, Bay we are two years not that, that kind of team. I mean, we even if things were going well, we're not that kind of team. You know, now if you ask, no Philadelphia to, in the Super Bowl, they went out the year after the Super Bowl. The Philadelphia team, when they won in overtime, they lit the Marcus lit it up that game. I think three thirty three touchdowns. I mean, they scored like thirty something points out. Three thirty three is not is not this guy throws for four hundred five hundred. I mean, this guy is well. You have those, you, your defense you is not going to throw for five hundred. <laughs> well, that wasn't the question. The question was, can he compete at that level? And that's why I, I don't think they can. You know, I'd like to say, yeah, but that's not. If we're going to beat them, if we're going to beat them, it's not going to be because we're going to throw the ball 50 times and throw it better than Mahomes in Kansas City. That will not happen. Will not happen. So I would forget that thought. Now, can we line up and run the ball for 160 yards and and hold their, their running game to 40 yards? That maybe can happen. At least you got a chance at that. I'll give you an example. Houston beat them. Watson, 30 of 42, 280. Mahomes, 19 of 35, 273. That's outdueling Mahomes. Can your defense hold Mahomes to 19 of 35 for 273? Because Tannehill can outduel that. Now, I'm with you. If, if Mahomes has one of those break the record books kind of games, I don't think Tannehill can outduel that. But your defense is going to have to give your offense a chance in this game. There's no way the defense can go out there, lay down, let Mahomes light them up, and us expect the offense to be able to carry them to victory in this game. Okay. So can that be – I mean, can your defense give you enough of a chance to give Tannehill a shot to win the game? To give Tannehill a chance to be like Deshaun Watson. This is Watson. the fourth time you've asked me this question. And what have I told you the other three? That the right guard can't block. It's not, it's not going to happen. That's not the way we win. That's not, you, you want to point things, you want to point to things like you were talking about earlier. What's the avenue to winning? Us thinking we're going to go out without Davis, without Delaney Walker, with no right guard, and we're going to throw for 450 yards like Mahomes does. I just asked if you could throw for 280. It's not going to happen. I just asked if you could throw for 280. If your defense could hold See, Mahomes. you think that I don't care what happened in that game. That is not this game. That is not this team. I mean, I don't know who, I don't know anything about that game. I don't know what happened. I don't know, but we, that is a bad day for Mahomes. We all know that. Now, can we expect him to have a bad day? Yeah. I mean, as we said before, hey, a thousand things can happen. But I'm not you expecting know? Mahomes. Again, your defense is a good defense. I'm not expecting Mahomes to break the records and throw for 450 and eight touchdowns. I'm not expecting your defense to be that bad on Sunday. But I feel like you are just assuming the defense is going to give up 10 touchdowns, the way you talk about Well, we cannot throw for 500 yards. Well, you don't let the other guy throw for 500 yards. Right. The more you talk about this, the more it sounds like you don't think they can win. I, I, I don't. I mean, uh, 
We're not talking about the defense. We're talking about the quarterbacks. When you say outdueling, it sounds like you're trying to go up and down, back and <laughs> yeah, forth, I just mean, like a shootout. We, you keep changing okay, the Titans. You keep can't really so do I'll a use, shootout. I'll use, you know? What is the argument? I'll use an example. Is the argument, can the defense slow down Mahomes? Because that's not where it started. It started with, can we outduel Mahomes? I don't so, think there's only like two quarterbacks. I mean, Rodgers yeah. could maybe do that. I and. Mean, <laughs> Who else? Like Brady uh, did it last year in the AFC title yeah, like game. Barely, right? So it's just like nobody can really outduel him if you just get into it back and forth, just shoot out, right? Doesn't seem like it. So let's take your calls on it. 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. So then what should the Titans defense be able to do? To give the offense a chance to win. We'll get to that one next. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025 on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Jerry and the GM is live from the wholesaling studio powered by RumbleOn.com. Let me tell you about Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. That's right. I absolutely love Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. They take great care of my home. They'll take great care of your home. Look, it's getting cold outside. You need to make sure you got a tune-up. You need to make sure your house is in order, your HVAC, your electricity. Make sure it is all taken care of. Go to happyhiller.com, and they will do just that. It's that simple. Happyhiller.com. Schedule a tune-up today. You get all of that taken care of. When you get all of that taken care of, your house you will sleep easy and comfortably because, of course, you won't be cold and you won't be hot. That's what I have at my home. I've got Hiller, true transparency pricing, and of course they are proud sponsors of the Nashville Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical online, happyhiller.com. Jared and the GM on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. What do you preach to the secondary when you face a guy like Mahomes, who as you mentioned gets outside the pocket, makes plays on the run? I mean, what are the challenges you I think that you just have to say that you have to cover them a little longer and, until you hear, you know, the whistle or, or the crowd. Or I mean, it's just that you know, watching this third down, um, you know, guys will take a peek back and then somebody uncovers and you know the quarterback's still alive and he makes a throw. He can throw across his body. He can throw it downfield. Um, so you just can't ever relax when they go out there and you know the route may seem to come to an end and they kind of relax and then all of a sudden they they burst on you and I think that when you take it that sigh of relief um, you know sometimes was when they get you and, and hopefully we can limit those opportunities just by being able to coordinate the rush and, and, and keep you know the quarterback um, you know from throwing from a well that was Vrabel talking about Mahomes how hard is it going to be with Jarrell Casey out Floyd for them Ian brought this up during the break how hard is it going to be without Casey for them to keep Mahomes in the pocket on Sunday? Well, uh, you know, I mean, Casey b- wouldn't be much of a factor in keeping him in the pocket. He would be a factor on applying pressure up the middle, which is is as important. Um, but, you know, inside, he, he wouldn't be much of a contained guy. I'm worried about Mahomes running around and making those off-schedule throws. That's what his entire game is built off. Him and Watson... When they escape, they do whatever they want, and it's almost like it's impossible to stop them. And I don't know what the game plan is to stop Mahomes from doing that because that's like the most undisciplined thing to do in football, and yet he, Russell, Deshaun Watson, they all do it and they all make it happen. And that's, you know, they're going to have to figure that out. Let's go to your phones on a Fireball Hot Take Friday, as promised. Joe's going to kick us off this hour. Go ahead, Joe. 
Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. i got two keys to victory for the Titans this Sunday. Number one, when it comes to the defense, they've got to go man-to-man, put a spy on Mahomes, and blitz every down, just like they did against Tom Brady and the times that Kansas City has lost this year. That has been the story. Number two, run, 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 punt. You're not going to pass on this team. Your offensive line is too weak and they're going to eat your lunch. And number three, and this is a whole – Joe, do you know what teams – do you know what teams run, 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 punt is for? Say that one more time. Do you know what kind of teams run, 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 punt are for? They're for teams that are quarterbacked by, like, Mitchell Trubisky and Blake Bortles, not teams that are quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes. Well, but the thing is, Jared, though, when you're talking about the Titans, the only thing that they do really well is run the ball. And so that's all the that's the only thing they really can do against Kansas City. And so that's their only option. And really, if you want to know the truth, the only the only time that Tennessee has really beat Kansas City in the past five years is when Mariota's been playing with them. So just throwing that out there. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. I could not disagree with all of his takes more. Blitz every play. Man for man and blitz. So now let's just or let's just say that that Kansas City goes three wide receivers and uh, Kelsey and Damian Williams is the running back. Only Adoree Jackson may be able to run with his man. Everybody else, Logan Ryan's not going to be able to run with Mecole Hardeman or Sammy Watkins, and Lashawn Sims is not going to be able to run with Mecole. Well, Hardeman. Watkins, he could maybe he could he could probably handle Watkins. Watkins is not a speed guy. He's not hard. But, I mean, you but know, hard the other two, yeah, the other two guys can run. And then Williams, the running back, they run him wherever they want to run him. Jayon Brown's out. You're gonna have Rashawn Evans trying to cover that guy. Like, oh, good night. That would be terrible. And then run, 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 punt. Run, 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 punt is for teams that score like seven points a game. It's like, well, you can't move the ball against Chicago's defense, but just let Trubisky screw the game up. That's not Kansas City. That is the opposite of Kansas City. Run, 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 punt is, is awful. You, you do not run, 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 punt this game. This is the game to, to most not run, 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 punt, if that makes any sense. Do you agree with me on Joe's keys to the game? Well, I don't. Uh, you know, the blitz part, of course, is scary because you got to cover those guys. And, and to be honest, of those guys, I think the guy that scares me the most is Kelsey. Because I don't know who's going to cover Kelsey. I don't know who's going to cover sent, him if you don't blitz. The what? I said, I don't know who's going to cover him if you don't blitz. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> uh, so, um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I do know, or I did read or hear something, that they they haven't been as good against the blitz as as they have against zone, which I can understand, simply from, from a pressure standpoint. So, I mean, you're, you know, he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to bring extra guy once in a while. But I don't know that you can make a living blitzing now. They get, I mean, one stumble, and it's seven points. Let's go to Jaden, who's up next here on Jared and the GM. What's up, Jaden? Hey, guys. I'm just I'm thinking of, about how this team can be successful if the offensive line can't block, if Tannehill's constantly getting sacked. I'm hoping that the Titans defense shows up and can stop or somewhat stop Patrick Mahomes and their offense, I know they have one of the best offensive lines in, in the league. Um, I'm just wondering what it'll take for the defense to stop 
the tough offense that they have and what the offensive line will have to show come Sunday. Lloyd, yeah, they. Uh, I mean, I think, I think, I think this. I think the defense is going to have to go out there and not give them any big plays. And if you can do that, that will be a giant step. Now, the 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 hard part, in my opinion, is going to be. Now, you know they're going to do some things to gain some yards, and you're going to have to be a great blend of patience understanding what's going on and being patient with them. That is, give them, you know, give Kelsey his 12 yards or 15 yards and tackle him and let's move on to the next play. And putting enough pressure on the quarterback that you hope you can get an air and throw or you get a sack or, you know, a strip sack or something good happens because they're not going to want the quarterback to get hit. I mean, we all know that. So, um you know, I think that's that's the hard part. With the offensive line, I think the secret is that we not let them know when we're going to pass. And that's why you have to be in control of down and distance. Mm-hmm. Because if they know you're going to pass, they're going to pin their ears back and, and you're going to struggle. If they don't know, now they're going to be playing run half the time. You're going to get them on a play pass half the time. And now you've got a chance to complete some passes, get the ball downfield, and keep your quarterback alive. So I think they're going to have to be really smart about how they do that part of it too, um, which I expect them to do. Right back to the phones next, 615-737-1025 on Jared and the GM of Fireball Hot Take Friday. Your thoughts on the Titans and your thoughts on the Chiefs. Fireball Sin Whiskey, ice cold Fireball Sin Whiskey. No, nothing goes down smoother. Nothing tastes better. You got to ignite the night. You got to celebrate the right way. How do you celebrate? It's easy. Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. You all know how much I love Fireball, and I love it, and it goes down so smooth, and it tastes so great. Fireball Sin Whiskey, ignite the night. Please do it responsibly and be 21 years or older to enjoy. That's Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. Jerry the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. Jared the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday, Titans and Chiefs. I will say this, though. The Ryan Tannehill approval poll, of course, dropped, even though Tannehill, I thought, played pretty well on Sunday. The Tannehill approval poll, Floyd, dropped uh, week to week. Six for down from 78% to 60% approving a Tannehill. Win this game, everybody will be loving Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah, no doubt. This Especially is, if he plays well. Oh, if he plays well and you win... This is the the. I mean, if, if Tannehill plays well and you win, then the discussion all week next week becomes: Should Ryan Tannehill be the starting quarterback of the Titans for the future? That's how big this game could be for him. This could be like we always talk about Heisman moments, and you always talk about with franchise quarterbacks. Sometimes you know when you know him going out there and playing out of his mind and beating Kansas City. That may be a moment where you know about Ryan Tannehill. At least know that you want him on the team next year. Yeah, I mean, that could be. I mean, J. Robin Vrabel will have to make that decision. But, I mean, it would certainly help his cause. No doubt. I do wonder about Vrabel. I do, I'm do. i starting to wonder about how long the leash is on Vrabel long-term. I mean, I'm starting to... Well, you hear a lot of grumblings from the fans. I promised right back to the phones, so right back to the phones we go. Robert is up next here on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. Go ahead, Robert. I think the biggest key to the game... It's going to be making sure you're getting in third and manageable situations, giving the ball to Henry. That rush defense isn't very good. And then Brandon Tannehill can't have any turnovers. You can't turn the ball over. 
And on defense, the two most important players, one of them you already said, Jarrell Casey, and then Jeffrey Simmons. Well, Casey's out. Pressure on Mahomes? Casey's out. Oh, he is out. Okay. I heard Floyd or somebody say he was he was getting pressure up the middle. I, I came in late. I'm sorry. But I just you got to get pressure on him. Simmons needs to have a monster game, and I think that's kind of getting overlooked. But Jeffrey Simmons needs to put pressure on Mahomes, especially if he's got a, a hitch in his giddy-up. Thank you for the call. I, can, I mean, I can't disagree with any of that. You know, I was a little disappointed in Simmons last week. I thought, I thought after that first week, you know, he might step up a little bit, but he went the other way on me. Well, he also I didn't have dis- Casey out there. Yeah, and you no, wonder, that's... you know, if Casey is out there and that makes him better. I'm sorry, Jeff, but when you were drafted injured at 19 because you were supposed to be a game wrecker, the whole thing is that you don't need the Casey next to you in order to to go off. And I'm with you. I, he was a ghost last week. Yeah. He was in the Tajay Sharp lost, where did he go? You know, where, you know, Tajay will sometimes disappear for a couple weeks at a time. Or, and, and, and he may have played okay inside, but he's not there to play. I mean, he's there to be to be a big play guy. You know, he's, he's the guy that's got to go in there and get the sacks and create the fumbles and do some of that stuff. Well, my thing is, like, for guys that disappear, it's okay for Anthony Ferkser to disappear every now and then. Because I don't rely on Anthony Ferkser that much. It's okay for the Predators. It's okay for Callie Yarncroke to go two weeks without scoring a goal. I don't like it. But you know what? Callie Yarncroke is deep down inside a bottom six forward who plays two ways and makes $2 million. That's what he does. He's not Philip Forsberg. It's not okay for Philip Forsberg to go silent for two weeks. It's not okay for Jeffrey Simmons to go silent for two weeks in a row. Let's go to Ty, who's up next on the quarterback. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Ty. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Um, okay, I got a question. And it, it looks like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm kind of one of these pessimistic Titan fans. I think we got crappy quarterbacks. I don't believe in Tannehill like people do because I've seen him in Miami. He's just a decent quarterback. So with that said, it looks like we're going to be headed for a mid-first-round pick or, or, or so. Do you think we have a chance to get uh, I know some of the quarterbacks going to be out the war quickly, but uh, like a Hurts or even with the Cam Newton situation, uh, being able to catch him uh, coming out coming away from Carolina. I just want to see what you guys think, and I'll hang up the list. Thank you for the call, Floyd. I, I mean, I'm sure they could get Cam if that was important to him. I, I, you know, I'm not sure. I, I've never been a great Cam fan, so I'm not sure that that would be as big a deal to me, but, but I am not the guy making the decisions. And John may love him, so I don't know. Uh, as far as drafting a quarterback, I mean, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. The the top guys, the guy top three guys, well, you know they they won't be there. Mm-hmm. Now, will From or will From Eason Hurts? Yeah, and some of those guys be there. Yeah, they probably will. And so you'll have a chance to get. You know, one or one of those guys. If there's somebody that that stands out to you, somebody you're willing to draft. Are you convinced any of those guys though are better long term than Ryan Tannehill? That are a better option than Tannehill? Because that's where we have to start when discussing what the Titans should do in the future at quarterback. That's why I have no interest in Cam Newton because even if Cam were healthy, which Cam is not, but even if Cam were healthy, I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Cam. So I, I'm out on that. If you come to me with a quarterback and you say, Jared, what about, 
and I think Ryan Tannehill is better than that quarterback, then I'm not interested because I got Ryan Tannehill. So if you were to come up to me and say, Jared, what about A.J. McCarron to be the starting quarterback of the Titans? I have no interest in that. Ryan Tannehill is better than him. Now, if you were to come to me and say Phillip Rivers, now taking last night aside because he looked like an old man playing quarterback Boy, last he night. threw a couple of balls last night that uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen him I throw. wanted to call Mike Vrabel last night watching that game. Awful. Saying, are you watching the Phillip Rivers that you pee your pants making decisions every time you play them? That this guy? I mean, I noticed this earlier in the year when they played the Colts in the first game. It looked like Rivers was throwing it like an old papa. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not sold on Rivers long term. But, but he, anywho, I mean, outside of last night, if you were to say Philip Rivers or Ryan Tannehill, okay, I'm willing to talk. But I'm not I'm not willing to talk if the quarterback that you're trying to sell to me is not clearly better long-term than Ryan Tannehill, then I have no interest in talking. And there's no way that Cam Newton is better for the Titans than Ryan Tannehill. I just can't see it. You know, Cam's body is too beat up. Cam's been through too much. And honestly, he's just not good enough. He's not a good enough thrower of the football in order for Cam to to be better than Tannehill. He's the things that made him the MVP and, and all of those things. His defense? The running the ball, the you know play action, the little dinks dunk, that kind of stuff. I mean, when you can't, when you aren't threatening the run, when that isn't an issue, it changes all the rush lanes, all the you know what people do, the the number of tricks and blitzes and dogs and stuff that you get, and and he's reached that point now. You know, he's reached the point where people are treating him like he's a pocket quarterback and so you know the rush lanes are different and he's getting banged around even more and he just you know he's to a point he can't stay healthy well and I think Cam has changed Cam into a pocket quarterback and the problem with that is that he's He's simply just not a pocket quarterback quarterback. this is not what he is Tim is up next here on Fireball Hot Take Friday go ahead Tim Hey, uh, love the show. Thanks for letting me come on. Yep. Uh, I was curious, uh, one of the callers just mentioned if we went to the middle of the first round and we're looking to get a, a developmental quarterback, would Jalen Hurts be anywhere on that list, do you think, as a, as a potential draft choice? And Because uh, I know he's not going to go top two or three. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I don't like Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback. You know, I don't. Uh, the little bit that I've watched him, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think his draft status will probably be, you know, of that. It's it's the same thing with all of these quarterbacks, even with the top three, is that there's there is somebody like Mahomes, you know, for whatever reason, not everybody fell in love with Mahomes the way that Kansas City did. Kansas City was head over heels about Mahomes, and they were right. Well, Chicago was even more head over heels about Trubisky. And as of today, you know, that hasn't worked out anywhere near. But I think that happens. So consequently, you know, there's you, you've got to hope that if you're looking for a quarterback that there is somebody, one of these, and there's, you know, you've got the first three, and then you've got another four or five or whatever the number is of guys that are still considered pretty good quarterbacks. Well, you've got to hope you can fall in love with one of those guys. And if you can fall in love with them and, and the theory, the idea is that you're going to get a quarterback early, then you got to go get him. The question about this game with the chiefs, a lot of, a lot's being brought up is time of possession. Ryan Tannehill was asked about keeping the ball away 
from Kansas City, and we know that their run defense isn't that great, and we know that Derrick Henry's pretty good. This is what Tannehill said. We'll be successful, obviously, but against a team like the Chiefs, who have a pretty high-powered offense, how important do you think it is to kind of control the football and play a little keep away while scoring at the end? Well, it's huge. You know, you need to stay on the field. You know, I think that's uh, it's been important for us all year. The more you can do that, the more opportunities you're going to have. And I think uh, just being clean on first and second down, keeping yourself in third and manageable, converting those and, and keeping drives going, sustaining drives. And then, like uh, she just asked, you know, finishing drives in the red zone. You know, once you get down there, got to put them in the end zone. And uh, and doing that, I think we will put ourselves in the best position to win. Floyd, how important is it for the Titans in this football game to hold the time of possession number away from Kansas City? Oh, it's going to be critical, simply because you're keeping a quarterback off the field. You know, that's something that that goes with, I mean, all the things we've been talking about before. You've got to go in there. You've got to be able to effectively run the ball. You do all that kind of stuff. You're eating up the clock. Whenever you're eating up the clock and Mahomes is on the sideline, then you're in good shape. But you got to convert their downs. You got to, you know, score when you get the chance. You've got to do those things too, or else it's all for naught because it's not going to. You know, if you got thirty-five minutes, thirty-seven minutes worth of worth of possession, and you score fourteen points, well, that ain't gonna be good enough. Now, you know, if you're if you're doing that, you've got to come out of there with you know twenty-eight, thirty points. Chris quickly is up next on a Fireball Hot Take Friday. What's up, Chris? Uh, good day, gentlemen. Good day, gentlemen. Titans of Truth. Yes, indeed. And you were right. I was not happy with Arthur Smith because I'm afraid he's gonna do the exact opposite of what he should do which is one of my four points to victory. Like you said, Mr. Floyd, top of possession is fire. They're going to have to control the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field as long as you possibly can. Number two, I'd say, you know what, if you win the toss, take the ball first. Don't defer to the second half. You've got to take the ball, drive down, score, try to get up 7 nothing before Patrick Mahomes even steps foot on the field. And number three for the defense, defense just going to have to do the best they possibly can do in this situation. Because I know the defense is good. We're down the guy or two. At the same time, Mahomes, we know he's spectacular. Hey, he picked this game to come back. He could have waited a week. And as far as the quarterback, I would love Joe Burrow, but I'm mad at him because he basically played himself out of our range. Jalen Hurts might bring some juice, but I don't know if he's ready to be a quarterback just yet. I'm and I'm saying for this staff, Jake Fromm, as much as he might not be that great for this staff, if they stuck, stuck together, which I hope they don't, would be the guy because he's a manager, basically. Thank and, Chris. Uh, Chris, thank, thank you for your call. Chris Kuyper Jr. right there with his <laughs> breakdown. Of the three quarterbacks. Uh, I actually agree with him. I think if the Titans win the toss, they should take the ball. I usually don't care about that. I usually prefer to take the ball in the second half just because, you know, you can get the score, ball back, score, all of that stuff. I think you take the ball. I take the ball because I want to get up 7 nothing. Just, just try anything. Do you ever care about that at all? Taking the ball? Did you have a preference? Not getting the ball? No, I'd rather have the ball in the second half. Even in this kind of game? Yeah. I don't only because, I mean, in spite of what we 
are hoping. I mean, if we score first, it's going to have a little effect. They'll score second. (laughs) They're just going to line up and come on down the field and score again. Jason Anderson (laughs) of Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. Does he think the Titans have any chance to win? We will discuss that with him coming up next. Jared in the GM, Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025, the game. Fireball Hot Take Friday, Jared of the GM, ESPN 1025, the game Titans and Chiefs on Sunday. Do not miss the pregame show. That's right. We'll be live with Chris Sanders from the George Jones downtown. The kickoff gets started at 7 o'clock, and of course, then at 9.30, it's the pregame show live from the George Jones downtown. Jared and the GM, Chris Sanders, uh, 9.30 to 11.30 prior to Titans Chiefs. The pregame show brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com. Kubota Tractors, your middle Tennessee Kubota dealers, and Boom Boss Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jason Anderson from 810 Sports Radio in Kansas City. I should say Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City joins us on the show. Okay, Jason, I did your show the other day, and I told you that I felt like there was one chance the Titans had to win this game, and it was the fact that the Titans pull games out of their rear ends Somehow, some way, every now and then when you don't expect it. My question for you is this. Do you and the rest of Kansas City think there is any chance the Titans win this game? Uh, honestly, no. Um, I think that would be the, uh, the rest of Kansas City. Look, I think there's a way the Titans win the game, and it's because the Chiefs got really sloppy before Patrick Mahomes went out. So if they revert to playing that way and they play their C-level game, then, yeah, the Titans can win. I mean, the Titans aren't the Dolphins. They're not the Jets. They're not the you know, the Bengals. So they've got four wins on the season, whether those are against good teams or not. They still won football games or an NFL team. They've got a nice defense. They've got a running back that can, you know, break some big plays. So, yeah, this is a team that struggled against the run for most of the year, except for the last three weeks. And, uh, and they're just getting Patrick Mahomes back. So we'll see what he looks like. But, yeah, there's a way they can win. Uh, I just don't know that many people actually think that's going to happen. So the one thing I'm holding on to, Jay, is the fact that, like, Indianapolis and Houston I don't think are that much better than the Titans, and Indianapolis and Houston went into Arrowhead and won. What happened in those two games, and should that be reason for me to think, hey, if Indy and Houston can do it, maybe the Titans can do it? What happened in those games is the Chiefs couldn't get the ball in the second half. Now, they started off 4-0 before they played the Colts, and they came out of that uh, Lions game in their fourth win – and uh, in the locker room with the Chiefs on the road in Detroit, LaShawn McCoy uh, was saying, man, I don't know the last time I've been undefeated. Like, I can't even remember. And Jeff Allen, who was a guard at the time, he's since been waived, said, we're used to it around here. And then Darrell Williams said, big facts, big facts. That this is uh, what they're used to doing. They're used to going and winning big games and being undefeated. And, of course, what happened then? They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Texans. They came out and played well against the Broncos, but it's the Broncos. So, I think they started to get sloppy, quite frankly. I think they started to think like it was just going to be easy, that Mahomes can bail them out. Mahomes can go and do some crazy, you know, uh, you know, uh, amazing things, which we know he can do. Uh, and uh, he was able to do it the first four weeks. So the Colts were able to run the ball, control the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. The Houston Texans were able to run the ball, control the clock, keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh, so both of those teams did the same thing. And the offense really wasn't playing all that well. I mean, they weren't clicking the way that we had seen a Chiefs offense click, and they couldn't establish the running game at all. So those two things factored into it to me. They couldn't get off the field on third down on defense, and the Chiefs couldn't extend third downs on offense. 
and they could never really establish a ground game. So if those things happen, yeah, the Titans can, can win the game. Um, I just wonder if the Chiefs have fixed some of those problems with Mahomes being out. Who's and and in your opinion, do you think they? I mean, it appears statistically that they have solved some of those problems, at least against the run. Do you see that schematically or from a personnel standpoint? I think it's uh, it's kind of both. I think personnel standpoint, when Chris Jones went out, he went out against the Colts. And, and Xavier Williams, who was their defensive tackle next to Chris Jones, who in the 4-3, they lost both of their defensive tackles in the same game. Xavier Williams was put on IR. Chris Jones is back. He returned last week. Those two guys went out against the Colts. They had to play Derek Nottie, who was a rookie a year ago, who played well. And then Colin Saunders, who was kind of a project from East Illinois. He was the guy at the Senior Bowl, if you guys remember, defensive tackle doing backflips. Uh, and everybody you know, got a kick out of that. So he's a crazy athlete, but... He was inactive the first part of the season. Well, then they had to put him at defensive tackle. And you're like, okay, well, good luck with that. He's going to get pushed six yards down the field. But those two guys playing defensive tackle have done what I think the other guys that were supposed to be there, Xavier Williams and Chris Jones, those guys were playmakers. They were getting up the field, Floyd. They were going and trying to make a play in the backfield. Well, Nadi and Colin Saunders, those guys aren't the ones that do that. They are more gap control defensive tackles which has allowed the linebackers to, to run more downhill, to get to the ball, um, and to sort of play the way that Spagnolo wants to play. I think personnel a little bit, and I think also it's week nine of a new uh, system, a new scheme. I, I would imagine that they're not thinking as much. They're just simply reading and reacting and getting used to each other around uh, them. So personnel was changed over to such a great degree in the offseason. I think personnel was a part of it. But I also think on the defensive line, they've got two guys that are there specifically for run-stopping, whereas the other guys that were in that place are more playmaking defensive tackles that could get up the field and make plays in the backfield, and that was you know, hurting them. They were getting gashed. Uh, and so I think a lot of things went into it. But I do see a different run defense on the field now. They have. I, I love Kelsey. I mean, I think he is as good a tight end as this certainly is playing right now, and and maybe playing, you know, for a long time. But you guys have had a tight end there that is going in the <laughs> Hall of Fame that was pretty good in himself. How do you compare the two? Um, I think Kelsey is more athletic than Tony Gonzalez. I think Kelsey moves more like a uh, a wide receiver. Um, you know, Tony Gonzalez was one of those guys at the beginning that was reinventing the position. Uh, and then we saw people go out and, well, you got to get a basketball player, right? you got to get Antonio Gage. you got to get these guys that play basketball before. And, you know, Travis Kelsey wasn't a basketball player. He was just that new breed of tight end. And I think his route running, I think his blocking is really good, uh, and I think his ability to run after the catch is really good. What made Tony Gonzalez so good is that he never dropped anything, which is crazy because his sophomore year was his second year in the in the NFL – he dropped everything, and but but that it's a testament to his work ethic. It's a testament to why he's a Hall of Famer now. Is because that's all he did in the off season. That's all he would do at practice. That's all he would do after practice is in front of the jugs machine catching ball after ball after ball after ball and would never leave. And then he didn't drop anything. Kelsey will go through spells to where he has bad drops. The ball will just go right through his hands. So he's not the surest handed tight end. He makes some really special plays. And there are games where, you know, he'll catch everything in sight. And then there were games against, I think it was the Colts on Sunday night, where he couldn't catch a flu. He couldn't do anything um, on the field. And so Gonzalez never had that. You threw it to Tony, he was catching it. 
Travis Kelsey, he'll be open. You throw it to him, he catches it. He'll pick up another 15, 20 yards because he, you know, the yards after catch. So they're different in that degree. Um, but Kelsey is still a phenomenal player to watch. Jason Anderson, Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City, is with us. Which would be the most shocking loss to the Titans for the Chiefs? The one in 2016 that cost the Chiefs home field throughout, in which Ryan Suckup hit a 53-yarder against a Titan team that wasn't really all that good. The 2017 playoff win or on Sunday, which would be the most shocking to you and why? I don't know what you're talking about, 2017 playoff win. My 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 memory says they didn't play in the playoffs. Or you can you may want to explain that more. I'm not sure what you're talking about. The, the quarterback um, who hasn't had a good game since threw a touchdown pass about. to himself. Don't know what you're talking. Never seen it before. That's never <laughs> happened in the history of the NFL. Not sure what you're talking about. Um, you know that that set the, the the one that cost them you know home field advantage certainly hurts. The fact that they have been a different team the last few weeks, the fact that the defense has sort of stepped up and said, it's on us now, we can go and be a reason to win a game. They beat the Vikings because of their defense. They didn't do it because Mahomes you know, went and put on a cape. And the fact that Mahomes is returning this week with the offensive skill position players that they have, this is the first time, guys, now that we know Mahomes is starting, this is the first time since the first quarter of week one that the Chiefs have had their entire skill set players out there that they were expected to have this year. That's Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Patrick Mahomes, and Damian uh, Williams are starting running back. The first quarter of game number one is the last time they've had those guys on the field together, and they'll have them on the field together against the Titans. So that, the run defense, I would I would be shocked uh, if, if they ended up losing this game. I think with Mahomes coming back, I think this is one of those energetic, okay, let's go show that we're the best one of the best in the AFC, and the defense can still go out there and you know try to get the ball right back to Mahomes, and then they can go on a run, which we saw a year ago when they would score a touchdown, get the ball right back, score a touchdown, and it would get out of hand. We haven't really seen that this year from this team with Mahomes when he's been out there. Jason Anderson, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Jason, always good to talk to you. Hope everything is well, and uh, thank you as always. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it, man. Anytime. And uh, maybe go back and look. I don't remember a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Jason Anderson, Sports guys. Radio uh, 810 WHB in Kansas City, joining us uh, there on the show. It's so funny that. So, when I, I. This is a true story. In 2014, the Titans went to Kansas City in week one and they beat the Chiefs. And Jason and I worked together at 680 in Louisville. Jason did the afternoon show and I did the morning show. And the Titans beat with Jake Locker, beat the Chiefs. And I remember walking into Jason's office that Monday morning, and we were talking about the Titans-Chiefs game. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this Wizen Hunt, the Titans hired, like maybe he's a good coach. You know, I mean, he comes in there. Go, we had no shot of winning this game. And all of a sudden, go out there, win the game. Maybe this Wizen Hunt is a good coach. And that was the discussion he and I had in his office that morning. Little did we know that, Less a little bit over a year later, I would be just begging for Ken Wisenhunt's firing in Nashville. Neither of us knew that, and we didn't know that he'd be returning home to Kansas City, which, of course, he is and is doing a great job. Floyd's three things, the three things the GM wants to see. that You, you never had that talk with anybody, did you, after the Titans beat the Chiefs? You never walked and said, maybe this Wisenhunt is a really good coach. Uh, no. You did not have that? I did not have that. As I told my dad yesterday, he didn't know that Wisenhunt had been fired in uh, – San Diego. So we're watching the game, and they're like, yeah, they fired the uh, the offensive coordinator, Ken Wisenhunt, 
And my dad goes, what? I said, yep. No win, Ken. Fired again. <laughs> I liked it. It was good. <laughs> Floyd's three things coming up next. Jared of the GM Fireball Hot Take Friday. It's ESPN 1025 The Game.